This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, the talk it over show. Talk it over. Yo, 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 it's your man, Big O, back for another taping, another episode of Talk It Over. I, woo, we got a fire one today. The bread, the bed is getting crowded. Trish, you already <laughs> laughing. Trish, how are you today? You know, today I'm actually really good. Where are you today? I'm home. Okay. Yo, yo, right. This is like a record. This is like three weeks in a row, but next weekend I'm not going to be home. So <laughs> Next weekend you're not going to be leaving me again. I'm listening. Actually, I'm going to be in the city. Oh, you coming to see Big O? Um, you know what? We don't might tell just me, have don't to tell make me it not. happen. All right. Like, we might just have to make it happen. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Well, hold on. Well, don't, don't do that yet. Okay. All right. Well, listen, 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 listen. We'll, we'll talk about that during the week. All right. So with, with talking about new things, new possibilities, we got some new things coming up for all of our listeners here in 2021 that I'm very excited about. The, fa- the Talk It Over family is growing phenomenally, exponentially, and with that grows some opportunities. So Trish, this is a great opportunity for a great time for you to tell our listeners what's coming down the line by way of your new project coming up. So do you want to talk about the Love Corner? Absolutely. Well, you know, so you guys all know, and I think I dropped this bomb on y'all a couple of weeks ago that I was starting um, school and everyone was like, oh, what kind of school you going to? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a sex coach. Hey. <laughs> Love relationship and sex coach. So I'm like fully in the mix of that right now. School started, what, about a week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, school started. So, you know, um, and in, in this journey of going to school, I met Jen she's a pleasure coach and went to the school that I went to. So, you know, as we were talking and brainstorming, as we usually do, we decided that we're going to a new segment called the love corner where all of our guests and audience listeners, if you guys have any questions regarding love relationship and sex that you want specifically answered myself and Jen are going to be teaming up and coming to y'all like once a week, to basically talk about everything love relationship and sex i mean there's no you know don't hold back as there's no taboo topics exactly there's no nothing taboo all right so so to so to, to, to summarize basically what's happening is you guys are going to branch off and start a new uh portion of talk it over which is going to be the love corner which is devoted to listeners who have any questions about their sex life in any shape way or form to hit you up or Jen, and you're going to come on and answer it live. You know, uh, if you want to ask a question to us or get some questions rolling in, we can send uh, questions in to talkitover.show. Mm-hmm. Or on DM. Show. Yep. On or, DM. DM, or DM on Instagram. Exactly. Right. So speaking of questions, I want to let our listeners know, as always, we are joined by an extremely 
great guest panel. Um, and we actually have some first, a lot of first timers on here today who are actually going to be participating as our audience. This is something else that we've been talking about. And now we finally decided to bring into 2021. So for all our listeners and all our fans, we've been telling you get in the topics that you want to hear us talk about. Well, today we're actually putting that into practice as we actually have audience members, first time guests with us right now during the taping who will be able to participate by way of throwing in questions and topics uh, into the mix that Trish, myself and other guests will try to get to. So let me introduce them really quickly to our to our listening audience. So we have Andrew, we have Meredith, we have Alita, we have Inga Lee, and we have, uh, I think that that's it. That's actually it. Yeah. And so we're going to give them each an opportunity after the taping to let us know what they thought um, and what they would like to talk about. And possibly, we're probably going to have, you know how we do, we're going to have them back on for an actual taping. So for all the listeners out there who thought we were just talking about it, if you have something you want to discuss, if you have a topic you want us to hear us talk it over about, go ahead and submit because you never know, you might be on a taping for talkitover.show. So let me go ahead and introduce the guests that you will hear from today. Welcome back, Jen, who is partnering again with Trish for the Love Corner that's coming direct to you here in about four weeks. Our Pleasure, Coach. How are you today? Great. I'm great, actually. Good, good. Weekend, so. Are you excited about this love corner that's going to be happening? Yeah. It's are you ready? Are you ready for the bombardment of questions <laughs> that's going to come flying in? <laughs> you and Trish? It's literally keeping me up at night with excitement. Like I'm. Really <laughs> like hey, sex sales, and and if there's anything that anybody is, has been, if there's one topic that has been dissected the most, looked at from all angles is sex. If there's one topic that's more confusing than anything else out there, it's, it's sex. So can't wait to get that up and running for you guys. Me too. And I'm gonna go over and see Najami is in the building with us today. Welcome back, Najami. How are you? It's been a while since we've heard from you. Uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm loving well. How are you all loving today? We are doing excellent. How are things going over with the with the store? And again, it's the, let people know where they can find you. I know it's Bushwoman. Bushwoman's Conversations Project. Bushwoman's Conversations Project. Yes, and the word woman is spelled um, W-O slash M-A-N. Objective is um, bringing women and men together to co-create healthy communities so we can live our lives on purpose by reducing dysfunctional relationships with self. And uh, so it's all about personal development awareness, all about encompasses your lifestyle. And yeah. I'm happy to say that I will be embarking with um, Talk It Over to do a segment called Conversations with Bushwoman coming up oh, soon. We are oh. page. There we go. And so also to be part of the um, Ginkgo Leaf production, 55 and over. Can I be one of you? As well in the future. So we got some things in the works. Can I be one of your first guests in the journey? You can, sure, definitely. Yes, beautiful. Sure. <laughs> All right. And somebody we haven't heard from, but who is always welcome at any point in time to come back, talk it over his famous, illustrious, Mr. Chris Means, just ask a brother, welcome back. How have you been feeling? What's been going on? Oh, everything's everything. It's been, uh, you know, um, as everyone knows, 2021, uh, 
has gotten off to a little bit of a rough start, a uh, little bit of a leftover from 2020, but, uh, you know, we're heading in a good direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, welcome back. Can't wait to have you in, join in on the topic. And certainly last but not least, my man Changa is in the building, always with the knowledge and the blessings and the peace. Changa, how are you today? What up, Big O? I'm, I'm well, man. I'm, I'm down here doing my thing, uh, running errands for wifey. Okay, so you are you do you multitasking right now? This is how this is how well balanced this man is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about uh, balance, but yeah, I'm definitely multitasking. All right, all right. We're definitely glad to have you on. Um, so Trish, are we ready to get to the feel good story? This is going to be a quick one because we got a lot of people, and I want to get to the topic of the day quick. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 we are. Um, Actually, oh, I think you have a feel-good story this week. I do, I do. I'll, I'll go ahead and run this through, uh, and then we'll go ahead and get to the topic. Oh, oh, before I do that, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Brother Hassan is also in the building as well. Always a welcome voice, Hassan, surrounded by so much knowledge, wealth, and wisdom out here. Hassan, greetings. Greetings and welcome, brother. How are you today? Peace and power. Much abundance, my brother. It's my pleasure to be here uh, in observation mode right now. So I, I got an ear and I, I'll be in and out. Okay, sounds good. Just let me know you as again, you're always welcome. All right, so let's let's get this uh, feel good story for our listeners. So a group of local entrepreneurs pays uh, for over $40,000 of groceries for customers at an Atlanta store. Um, and this happened last year, uh, black entrepreneurs got together and decided to give back to their communities. And basically what they were doing, they felt like after the economic fallout of COVID-19 and millions of people still without jobs and wondering where the, the stimulus checks are gonna come from or if they're gonna come, um, they decided to partner with a hunger relief organization um, and decided to basically go to their local grocery store, which was in Atlanta, and take care of over $40,000 of groceries for customers that came in that day. They took over all 12 aisles of the grocery store for two hours, and basically anybody that came through during those two hours and was able to get groceries got those groceries comped. So I thought that was an amazing story. Another example of how humans are reaching out to help humans when things are down and uh, when we're all, it, it's just an uplifting story in my eyes as how we can all come together um, despite as Chris Ask a Brother Means alluded to the tumultuous beginning that we had of uh, 2021. And 2020 was also an example of a lot of people uplifting and that's something I want to hope, I hope personally carries through uh, for the years to come. So, Trish. Yes, senor. You ready to bring in the topic? Absolutely. Y'all ready to get smoking? <laughs> so, today's topic, everyone, I hope y'all ready. I, I know I sent out a quiz a couple of days ago, so I hope everyone had the chance if you don't know if you don't know yours in particular, you had a chance to do it. We're, we're talking about love languages today, um, how to read them and do they need to match? So um, love languages are big for me. I don't know, like, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, oh, but like- Yeah, give our, give our listeners a breakdown of what a love language is. 
So a love language is basically the way that you need to be loved or a way that someone else can show you their affection. And it, it corresponds with how you like to receive affection. So there are five love languages. There's um, gift giving or receiving gifts, excuse me, um, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and acts of service. I'm sorry. Whoa. Um, Read, read those again. I was all see. I thought the love language was just what I want, which is just silent sex and, and sandwich, which is an engine for food. That's no. what I thought the love language was. Just the three S's. Just listen. Uh, I, had somebody, I had somebody tell me the other day they love language was French, and I was like, oh no 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 no. Listen listen. That's actually a language. That's an actual language. That is a. It's the language of love. I think right. they call it, but it's not your love language. Got it. Listen, read those five yes give me those five again they are acts of service physical mm -hmm. quality time gift uh gifts or receiving gifts and words of affirmation okay i wasn't that far off <laughs> I, was, I wasn't that far off now i know my love languages do you know yours oh i do i do but before we get into mine let's go ahead and get this let's get this popping let's get these guests okay. let's get uh ask a brother memes in here let's get chang in here let's get Najami. let's get jen chris uh, it's been a while since we've we've talked with you, so let's get your thoughts on what you how you know value love languages. Do they have to match when you're dating or seeing someone? And are you aware like how important are they to you? You know, and I I I, I preface this with um, having left a bad relationship or gotten out of a long term relationship, and it was it was one that I actually went and sought counseling on and it was a spiritual therapist and we went through a bunch of different kinds of you know what happened what could you have done better what could you have um, been a part of to be better in that relationship and i remember this um we hit a we hit a scripture um first corinthians 13 if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I'm nothing but a clanging cymbal or resounding gong. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, not to get like biblical or deep into that, um, but I am a spiritual person. I was like, all right, what did I do in that relationship in terms of voicing uh, my love language? Did I, did, I, did I give love or was it a bunch of noise? Um, looking at all those acts of um, the love languages, I come to realize that out of the five that were mentioned, I think you know a healthy balance of all five of them really kind of, um, kind of help cultivate and develop a relationship that you're in. Okay, all right. Thank you for that. I think that was dope. Um... I have a question though. Okay. I, okay. So a healthy balance of all five, but uh -huh. where do you like, did you take, do you know exactly which ones are the hierarchy? Maybe, yeah. Have the hierarchy. Cause yes. I should be a healthy balance of all of them, but which ones hold um, like rank highest for you? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I think, you know, you know, I, I consider myself also an empath, you know, having empathy and so I think if you're actually looking at or, or being a part of whoever you're involved with, and it, it could be, 
uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, your lover. I think that, you know, there are going to be times, you know, where you uh, pay attention to giving gifts, not necessarily always in the anniversaries or birthdays or the holidays, but, you know, do you ever think about just bringing flowers out of the blue? Um, and when do you know that maybe you should? <laughs> you know, what did you what did you say that your 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 partner is a little salty this week that you need to maybe bring you know some chocolate into that household? <laughs> which is, which is true, but like and I'm just gonna we're gonna move on in like two seconds. But like for me, if you bring me chocolate and that's like gifts are not my love language. Like I I accept gifts, but. They, anything for me i would rather you like give me a hug like like my top love language is physical touch so if you messed up i need you to come correct and like and give me a, a real big strong hug and then words of affirmation so it's a hug followed by you know what you did yeah, yeah, yeah. And recognizing when that needs to take place exactly. in that relationship i think yeah. that Trish. if you have a healthy balance and knowledge of all five of them uh -huh. it will do you well in 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 at least the the longevity of the relationship okay i feel i understand what chris is saying you be flexible because you don't know which one is going to have sway over the other at any given uh point in time because trish i hear you but you're going to eat those chocolates you're going to take those chocolates you i hear you but you don't 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 front like you're not going to right okay. all right so let's let's get Najami in here Najami. I would like to know what your take is on the five love languages. Do you think that one, one, if you're in a relationship, you need to be aware of your partners or you need to be aware of your own? Because I know how, you know, you're you're big on self evolution in a in a sense, where getting to know self is is very important. So with that context, do you where do you see the love languages fitting into into that scope? Hmm. Well, interesting question. I, I, I to this morning I was having a conversation about when did these love language, this type of conversation, this thought process emerge from? Mm. Right. So, mm -hmm. yes, I believe first knowing your love languages is important. Uh, my top three are gift giving, words of affirmation, acts of service. And I, I agree with the others as well. It's important to really know what grooves you, what turns you on. So if you're in a relationship, I believe in paying attention. I believe if you're in school, because this is an earth school, if you're in school or you're in class, you better do the damn homework and pay attention. Um, one of the things that I remember um, one of mine is acts of um, is gift giving, right? Uh -huh. So, okay. uh, and I and I think that kind of grew from as a child in Trinidad, where when people came to your house, they always came with a gift. Mm. They always came with something, or you cook food and you share food with your neighbor. I, I often saw foods being passed over the fence, um, and. If you are in a relationship and you notice that your potential friend or even in friendship, because love languages also runs in families and in friendships as well. 
you notice that your friend likes practical things or your friend, your potential person likes certain things, you observe certain things, you pay attention. Then you kind of acquiesce because when you understand others' love language, it helps to build a stronger relationship, of course. Now, certain things may not be, let's say your partner or friend may have a love language that doesn't, you don't connect with. But because you want to foster good relationship building, you will acquiesce at times. Say, listen, I know you like this. Like some people say, I well, you know, I don't like flowers. I don't like buying flowers. I'm a flower person. I was in a relationship, an abusive relationship that was so bad that I bought flowers every week to soothe myself until the bill was going up to 75 to almost $100. And then I said, I got to leave this sucker. All right. <laughs> because the flowers were just... So... My thing is paying attention, asking questions, you know, ask the questions and have conversations. But my thing is just like a man who knows how to woo a woman or should know who wants to, should really need to pay attention to certain things that she likes and even ask the question. Okay. I think that's, that's very insightful. Um, one, knowing, like you said, knowing how you perceive love which is basically what this is right that's what the love languages is it's yeah. how you perceive when someone loves you right um because it's something that i thought about uh as this top as we were just get preparing for this topic is that it's not how how you feel about someone does not make that person stay it's how they feel about you mm. that makes that person stay right and or how and so in that what i'm trying to say is, is how they perceive love right because i'm sure we've all been in situations where you're like i care for this person but they are not receptive to the stuff i do i'm giving trisha chocolates and she's just like boy if you don't go on with these with these chocolates, <laughs> all she wanted was a hug it could have been so simple right i could have saved 14.95 and just gave it a hug but i'm coming in with chocolates because to me that's what Maybe that's my love language. Maybe I want to be, I want somebody to bring, give me gifts. But as you, as you spoke about, and as Chris also alluded to, being that empath and being able to step outside of what your needs are and perceive the other person's um, is, is very beneficial, very helpful. What, Jen, we haven't, we, I want to get Jen in here. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, what if, what if somebody's not even aware of their, their love language or, um, is that problematic, right? Let's say you're doing, let's say you do all five and it's just not, for some reason, it's just not being received the way you thought it would be. Is that a bigger indication of something else or is it just more work that needs to be done? I mean, I think, well, first of all, I'll take all of Trisha's chocolates. <laughs> no, you won't. See, 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 and that's how it works, right? I'm like, Trish. <laughs> Trish, Trish didn't accept my chocolate, so I found Jen, and now Jen likes the chocolates, and I'm good. Okay. Um, I think I think a lot of problems with the like differences between love languages can be overcome by finding joy in what brings your partner joy. Like so, so often for me, there might be something I really love, but if the other person doesn't love it, I it's like. Uh, that was, I guess, half of it for me was the, jo the joy I derive from someone else having joy. So if their gift giving is not big for me or words of affirmation, those are low. Those are low on my list. So if I'm dating someone who loves gifts, 
then I have to make up the difference by kind of tapping into their excitement around it. And that brings me so much joy. It's not so much the giving of the gift. It's, it's what blooms for them when I show up the way they want me to show, they want people to show up for them. So that's my thought, my thought there. Okay. Okay. So let's say, and, and uh, Jen or, or Changa, because um, I definitely think y'all both have some great insights. Let's, let's say uh, you do discover what that person's love language is, but it's so unnatural to you that you almost feel you're putting on or putting, stepping outside of yourself. It becomes uncomfortable, right? Does that, Changa, what do you think that fits in the scope of the relationship where you almost feel like you may be stepping on pins or you're doing something unnatural or it's just not you. Do you necessarily feel that that is an indication of you need to distance yourself from that relationship or just an opportunity to grow based on how you feel about that person? Well, um, well, per first, let me chime in and say thanks for having me back. I haven't been here in a while. It's good to see everybody. Of course, um, man. Of course. You're always welcome. <laughs> And you can hear me. I got on my AirPods, so I can uh, keep. The we got you. The... All right. Come in so clear. I, I think. I think first, my love language is uh, obviously. I got to state the obvious. That it must be children, uh, because as my wife and I are having our seventh baby on the way, we got quarantine baby. Oh, congrats! I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I think that we speak the same language. Number um, seven. Yeah, number seven. And then uh, to your <laughs> to your question. I think, yeah, you know, you know what I'm gonna say. Every uh, every failure is an opportunity. So every every disagreement, every um, every headbutting moment, or every you know miscommunication is an opportunity to grow uh, together. But more importantly, to grow oneself, because even if you if you realizing that you're not growing uh, together in love, you have a better understanding of what love means for you, and then that can uh, mm. help you go, help you go out there and look for that same language speaker. So either way, it's, it's a win-win. Uh, just when our emotions are involved, it, it sometimes doesn't feel that way. Yeah, and that's, I thank you for saying that. It's very powerful it's in, and it's a good way to flip the perspective of, of anyone who is dealing with the rough patches or the down patches of a relationship, right? Because there's highs, there's lows, there's ups, there's downs, that's the ebb and flow. And sometimes, when it's on a down or it's a low, it is hard to look at it as from that perspective that you just alluded to, Chang'e, it's like it's a growing opportunity. It's an opportunity to grow. And even though it may not, the outcome may not be the resolution of the relationship, it's still a positive because I've grown. Right, exactly. That's, that's huge, that's huge. Trish. Yes. I'm what are your thoughts? What, it, what it, are you taking it all in? I'm taking it all in. So. I have, and, and y'all know I always got a story for y'all. Like, I have definitely been in a relationship. Story time, hey. Well, all you got was chocolates. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> My man's no. spending all his money on chocolates. <laughs> getting the Cadbury bunny. No. Getting, the, getting the, what's the other popular ones? The expensive ones. You, I, I could never tell him, like, I love chocolate, but these that you keep bringing, I just, they just, they just sit in the corner. They like, I don't even like them. And he didn't even see them in the corner, just sitting there. <laughs> that wasn't the indication, all the chocolates just piling up. But no, I have been in a relationship that actually ended up, it, it 
it ended. It ended up dissolving because he didn't understand my love language. He was so uncomfortable, which Changa just kind of mentioned this. He was so uncomfortable with my love language. He didn't know how to reciprocate it. Like my top love language is physical touch. He didn't like to hold hands. He didn't like to hug. <laughs> he didn't like to do nothing. Yeah, give him, give him six feet. Conversations, but he just uh-huh. did not know. So it would be like, and, and it would feel awkward when he did it. Like literally there was this, like he would go to reach, like he told me one day he has to remember to hold my hand. And I was like, what do you mean you have to remember to hold my hand when we out in public? Like you should just, that should come naturally. And he was like, no, I'll be walking next to you. And I have to remember, oh, insert handhold here. And literally that's what it felt like. Insert handhold here. It literally just was like, no, nah, that's not gonna work for me, bro. So I feel genuine. Right. That kind of goes back to what I was saying was like, you know, how, how, because that was not his, that might've rated low and for whatever reason, you know, all, all things can be kind of traced to, um, you know, childhood and whether good or bad, it can be traced to how you were raised, how you receive love. Um, but that goes back to what I was asking, like, you know, how, how do you deal with, let's say the, the, the tables were flipped and you're big on, physical touch you're not big on gift giving but let's say he obviously he was was there ever a point in time where he was just like I wish you would get me some stuff for did he ever have like any type of of con not conflict but you know you know what I'm asking where it's just like hey you know I'm getting you these chocolates all the time the least you can do is get me a pair of socks or something once in a while like We'll see, and, the, and that's the funny part because gift giving was really low. We So we sat down and did our love languages. I make it a point in our relationships very early on to sit down and do love languages together with the person, like take the quiz with the person. This way, we have an understanding of how to kind of communicate with each other. Okay, uh-huh. okay, so it doesn't have to match for it you. It doesn't have to match, but at least if you have a better understanding of how I like, how I how I receive love. Like if you do these things, it tells me and it shows me that you love and you care about me. I and we and we did the same thing for her, for him. Um, words of affirmation were high on it was high on his list. So every morning, like like once a month, I would cultivate this text message that told him what an amazing guy he was, and he would like love it. And granted, that have been my She's love like, I love this. She deserves some chocolates. <laughs> but I know what I need to do to keep you. She deserves so. some chocolates. I'm gonna get her some chocolates. I love this. This is my baby. <laughs> so it was. It was definitely a. Um, it was definitely a very interesting relationship. Like we had to really, um, like really have like serious conversations about it because I didn't feel love. Like he would say it, but right, first, right, there was nothing that backed it up. So that was right in in your in the way you perceive it. So let me ask Najami, how how important how important is that that like Trish said, they don't necessarily have to match, but how important is it to stay on top of the way you perceive? And and also a deeper question, I guess, can it change, or are your love languages set in stone? Like you all, you're always going to love the way you want to be loved, regardless of the context, the person your love language is your love language for life or is it fluid is it fluid could trish uh have learned to like chocolates as as her love language um she can learn to appreciate it she doesn't have to like it but she appreciate the gesture mm-hmm. i think consideration is important being considerate and being kind in your relationship 
Uh, yes, we all have been through our traumas in relationship building from childhood to now, right? So it's important to be aware of your own um, blockages that prevents you from, you know, just being loving in your relationship with your partner. It's like, I know, let's say I may not like football. Uh, my love language involves um, maybe the partner, but I may just sit for a minute, you know, for a little while and engage and because that's his love language and he just loves it if I do, you know, if I do certain things that he likes. So, and there are certain times when I might, you may bow and say, listen, babes, I, you know, um, I'm not able to do that today with you or I want to do something different. But sometimes it means relationships is about give and take. So if you want uh, the, the fabric in the love ship to, to be woven into a harmonious level, you, you know, again, paying attention and, and just being kind and considerate, you know, um, and also I agree with Trish having the conversation early in the relationship about what your love languages are or is so you can understand how to do the dance. You know, it's like dancing a, a, a dancing a rhythm. Now some dance, you have a partner and you guys move and it's, and then there are certain people you just have to teach them a couple of steps, how to move your ways this way because your love language might be you know, a lot of hip gyrations or whatever. So if the person is willing to learn how you like to dance or learn certain things, you got something that's working, you know, but just being, I think what helps is your partner's happiness, your happiness is important, but also, you know, you get pleasure in seeing that your partner is happy. You know, right. I, I, you know, right. it's, it's a matter of like, wow, this really makes her day. As the saying goes, when, when mother is happy or when the woman in the house is happy, everybody happy. The dog doesn't get kicked. The cat <laughs> doesn't get kicked. <laughs> All right. You don't burn water. <laughs> Everything is flowing. Got it. You're got really it. into this woman. Happy you know, spouse, you're happy really house. Woman, you're really into this man. Definitely. Got it. Got it. I hope so, I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was awesome. As as always, Natami, your your take on things is is so like spot on. Uh, really appreciate when you're able to speak to it. Um, Chris Means, I want to ask a brother. Mm. So what what do you do? And this kind of goes back to what I was I was talking about before. Because you you your take is be adaptable, right? Be able to basically. Uh, be that partner that can do any of the five yep. based on who you're with. Right. Do you think is, do you think, and this, this goes back to what I was asking earlier, if one of those five, let's say you're with the partner that the, the top one on their list is like the one that you just, it, it just grates you. It just grates your soul to have to do it. Cause it's just like, this is so not me. Where do you go from there? Where do you go to salvage that, or do you bail? Do you hit the bailout button? Well, you know, I, all the guests have mentioned something that's pretty critical, you know, that I would encourage for your listeners and just it, it, everyone is uh, you got to have good communication. You know what I mean? You got to be able to communicate on what level 
you may or may not particularly feel about those chocolates since we started, <laughs> since I started it, <laughs> or what level you feel about what brand of chocolate or what flowers are when. I think, you know, having a conversation and communicating with each other brings, you know, the next set of like uh, developing a unity with each other. And then the next aspect, you know, has that coming together, you know, so you got that cum communication developing that unity, bringing that togetherness. But if you're not actually engaging each other at any particular time in throughout the relationship on how I'm feeling, when I'm feeling, what I feel, what I don't, or not being able to understand, like, listen, um, I know you don't like football, but I'm watching football today. But let me give you and let me what can I do to put in my time and energy and let's mm -hmm. let's talk about like, you know, hey, how might how, how might I be able to get you interested in? Have you been to a game? Can we go together? Can I tell you what? You know, just like any of these things involve a lot of just constant nurturing of the relationship. And that mm -hmm. nurturing comes through just communication. Okay. All right. It's, it's going to be interesting. I have a couple more questions, but Trish, I, I think uh, we should probably, what do you think? We should probably take a break, get a word from our sponsors here and then come yeah. back. It's that time. It's that time. So um, we're going to take a moment, take a, let our sponsors come in, do what they do, and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. Are you looking to become the best version of you, but need a little outside perspective to help you get there? please reach out to Mind, Body, and Spirit Marriage and Family Therapy. We provide individual, couples, and family counseling. If you're looking for a down-to-earth therapist that's relatable and that you can connect to, check us out on our website, mbsmft.com. We're also on all social media outlets, on Instagram, The Black Therapist, and on Facebook and Twitter, mbsmft.com. MFT. You're listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. All right. So we are back, everybody. Um, today we are talking about love languages. Our topic in particular is love languages, how to read them, and do they need to match? So I think, yeah, as, as, do they need to match? No, I think is uh, kind of the the... Can I jump in here? I have, I have something I want to Absolutely, Ms. Ami. Chris made a very important point. If you are watching, if I'm watching football with you and I want to understand the game, because I'm a woman who asks questions, don't get irritated because I don't <laughs> understand the game. Share with me and communicate with me. Well, honey, this yard means this and that. Because I want to understand the game with you because I'm, I'm learning something new, right? So don't get irritated with me because I'm asking you questions. You know, um, like today's a big day for football, I understand, right? So, okay. But, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? I mean, not to, but you, you also too, you can't be annoying with it, especially when the man is fully into it, you know? Just make sure you're watching the football with the man. You got something sexy on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little that's a little tip out there for the listeners. That sounds like something that would be surprised what can happen at halftime. <laughs> right, right. That's right. Exactly. Might not even not even make it through the game. As long as, long as she's not asking questions no, during the playoffs. Bring out some chips and some nice sexy shorts or lingerie or something. Bring out some chips and some, you know. As long as it's you and him, you know, not his friends, okay? 
Jim, Jim, what are your thoughts on anything that we, we uh, talked about? Yeah, I have two thoughts. I think Chris said earlier about making sure you've got some balance. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think if any one of these five is at a zero, like really, really low, it's going to be problematic. I mean, gift giving is my lowest, but if I'm dating someone who, and this happened with their gifts were so off and, and it was indicative of other issues in the relationship. But like, I think all of them have to have, you have to have some proficiency around each of the five. And then I just had one other thought. And that was, you asked about if there's can be fluidity between the, the languages and how you want to be loved. And something I noticed in myself um, words of affirmation is really low for mine. I don't need a lot of words of affirmation. It's not how I know I'm loved. But when I'm feeling really insecure in a relationship, when I'm not at my best, oh man, you better tell me about how good you feel and how much you want to be with me. I really need a lot of words of affirmation when ah, I'm not, like on my game. It's really it. interesting. And outside of that, I don't need, I don't need the right. Word support so contextual a little bit yeah there's something interesting about i mean i can almost say every time i ask for words of affirmation i'm feeling off center in some way it okay. might not be their doing but like something in me is feeling like doubt okay so trish we we got a we got a question from one of the audience members that we got to address really quickly uh, and then I want to get Changa in on his his uh, last few thoughts, and then we'll actually bring the audience in. Um, but let's yeah, I definitely want to address. We we got a question from the audience. I definitely want to give uh, life to that. So um, Meredith actually asked me a question. Mm -hmm. um, the question is: At some point, didn't both of your actions become a task? Did emotion and enthusiasm at some point leave you both, which made the breakup inevitable? Ah. This is, I'm going to speak on my personal experience. For me, I, for me, no. I think for him, yes, because it was so far out of his realm of comfort that it did become a task and, chore, and a chore for him to have to reach out to me in a way that made me happy. Um, just because it didn't, it wasn't something that came natural to him. For me, giving those words of affirmation, it wasn't a stretch because it was actually how I felt. Like it was all of the words that I wanted to say on a normal basis. But, you know, you don't want to tell somebody every day you're amazing because after a while it loses its, its, its point. It loses its poignancy, you know. Um, so I made it a point to really tell him when I knew he was working on something or doing something or had accomplished something that deserved those words. And I'll be very eloquent with him. And for me, it was a sense of fulfilling because I know when he received them, like I loved him enough to be like, this is, if this is how you want to be loved. I'm going to love you in that manner. And I didn't, I, for me, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but for him, it really was, there, there was a level of comfort that he just wasn't, um, yeah. he wasn't comfortable with. And yeah. Essentially, what it what ended up happening, and hopefully he never listens to this podcast. Um, for me, because he there was no physical touch in there, I equated it to he didn't love me. And no interest, right? I pulled all the way back, like I completely yeah. pulled away from him because even though he was saying the words, there wasn't a reciprocal feeling for me. Wasn't able to speak your language. Yeah, he wasn't able to speak my language. All about, and I think that's very important. 
Um, and we've all been in, you know, circumstances where the person we cared about or with just didn't speak our language or we couldn't speak their language. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, if you're not um, aware of that, I, when I, you know, I surely wasn't at that time, it can be uh, very frictional and lead to what uh, Meredith, thank you, Meredith, thank you for that question. Um, Changa, last thoughts coming to you, my man. What are, what are your thoughts on, on anything that we've discussed with the, <laughs> the, the five love languages? Is there a sixth one out there that we don't know about? You know, um, any, anything that we've discussed? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a sixth one. And to your point, you were talking about it, awareness, intuition. Um, you know, you got to pick up on, I, I mean, and, and I think it was Chris talking about the importance of communication. I think that word is so overused in relationships. But, you know, communication, as we talked about, is tacit. Sometimes it's tactile. Uh, you right. Know, it's, it's, it's different it's ways these, of communication. Yeah. So I think it's all these things. And so you just said it. I think the, the most important thing is being aware. You know, that, that mindfulness component of paying attention on, on purpose and being in the moment. Uh, because it changes. Uh, you know, marriage, I've been married 14 years. And it's the most vulnerable you can ever be when you really love someone. Because just because I'm married... 14 years, seven kids, doesn't mean that she won't get up and leave me tomorrow mm -hmm. for whatever, for whatever reason. So uh, there, you know, I, I yeah, think it awareness was, has to stay. It doesn't just turn off. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Jennifer, I think was talking about insecurities. So even when the insecurities arise in me, I have to be aware of those, do my own self-work to make sure that it preserves what I want. So if the relationship is something I want. I need to work on myself. It's constant working on self because even if she is contributing to my insecurities, they would still be my insecurities, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I'm contributing to her insecurities, they still belong to her. And, and then we try to eliminate a lot of the her and I and, and all of that kind of stuff anyway, just speak in terms of we. Mm -hmm. you know, we just mm -hmm. constantly, uh, you know, the language of unification can often be the thing that unifies us. So if it's always we and ours, even if it's her errors, that, you know, if, if I'm going to identify them as not mine, then already I'm always creating a separation in our relationship. Wow. So, you know, so it's just whatever those perceived things that even somebody from the outside wouldn't like, I still got to claim them as my own because that's part of being yoked together. So, you know, just that relationship with self is the most important thing uh, to contribute to the relationship uh, with your partner. That's powerful, man. That is that is awesome. Thank you for that. That's huge. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that and the way I speak and use words when I'm insecure or have problems in a relationship and and kind of start looking at it from that perspective as a as a our a we instead of just mine and hers. And I think that's a very, very important and very useful. Thank you for that, Changa. Um, so Trish, I'm going to I'm going to bring in the audience members who were so gracious enough to join us today and thank you thank you and i have to shout out hassan for um bringing in uh, a number of these audiences and connecting us so thank you brother hassan so first i would like to bring in uh meredith if she wouldn't mind meredith um really quickly uh if she's ready can can give us a little bit breakdown of of where she works i know she's in the fashion and, and beauty industry i know she is founded and published. Uh, I'll let her speak if she's ready. She can tell you more about herself than I can. Um, but Meredith, welcome and thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for the invitation. Thanks, Hassan. Um, so my name is Meredith Leon McCormick. Um, I am the founder of World Bride Magazine, an international multicultural bridal publication that is now 20 some years old. Um, I also own MLM Represents, a PR marketing branding firm, um, boutique, very small. Um, nice. We selectively, we pick our clients. They don't get to pick us. Um, and it's all a lot by referral. Um, and I am divorced twice, so I can talk about bad relationships and good ones. Okay. And I have three children, adult all right. children. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. How, how did you like the, uh, the, the topic of today? And, and would you be willing to come back and be a guest host? We'd love to have you and get your input, especially uh, after what you've just shared. I like the conversation because of the diversity in the input that everybody has from their different ex personal experiences. Um, and it was authentic. And um, I think I was drawn to Trish Trisha's comments um, for a couple of reasons. One, one of the questions I really wanted to ask her was what made her go into the, the pleasure um, career path. Uh -huh. you know, um, and I'm, I, it triggered, it, it, for me, it was a trigger to go back to the fact that she had this relationship that was somehow disconnected from, but I don't know enough about it, just based on the comments that she said. So I, I took a little bit of notes, um, okay. you know, that she said that certain things started to become, you know, she's, I learned to deal with this. So to make it happy and she was willing to give and go on. And I just felt hearing it without knowing the full story and his version of it. I felt- It rang a bell where you kind of struck a chord. No, it just, it just oh, turned on a light for me because at okay. some point that, that you start to lose the sexy, you know, yeah, if things become perfunctory, but right. perfunctory could be a good thing too. If it's something that you genuinely, organically, authentically want to do. So that's why I'm drawn to her comments and I can see her fulfilling her new role as what she's going to do because she she takes it from a personal space and from authentic experience that for me as the listener or the recipient i wouldn't be offended by any of her comments but i'm I forced to look into a, the mirror at myself and say damn did i trish, need trish over here beaming that was uh, trish i think you got your i think you got your first guest for the love corner I think you got your first guest for the Love Corner I connection. I think y'all think this is a episode number one premiere really, right here. I found it really interesting because the relationship, you know, after running, so the magazine started because I was involved. I was married to a Irish Mexican gentleman. So, and I'm Haitian, but American bred and born. So, but this is my second husband. My first husband is african-american so people assume because we were both black by skin color that we had more in common than i did with my with other white pale you know husband yeah and yeah. it was completely the opposite we had more in common 
and say some to converse and do it so a relationship for me with world bride magazine that's what gave birth to it was those both those experiences in both those marriages that was able i was able to put together a cohesive thought process not on getting married but on marriage itself and the evolution of relationship that tends to be diluted or overstated because we have a percept society has trained us to have a perception of marriage so relationships and marriage can be either selfish or selfless and that's what your uh and magazine world brought Yes. Magazine focus yes. on awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Thank excited you about you. Thank you. And Trish, you got a fan. So thank you, Meredith. I can't wait to have you back on here um, as we as we continue to, to talk it over. Uh, so, so going. Go yeah, go ahead. All right, I was, well, was going to bring I, in Meredith. I receive everything you just said, girl. When I say I'm over here grinning, I, <laughs> you just made my whole entire day. We, we will definitely talk some more offline. Um, Olin, who are you bringing up next? I'm, I'm bringing in Alita. I want to see if I got a fan today. Alita, help me out here. Let's, let's balance these scales. Alita, did it, is there anything <laughs> I said at all? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. I, let, let, I want to welcome Alita. Um, you are a community organizer and act, activist, uh, an advocate for education, a, a champion of the arts. Um, but please, please let our listeners know. Uh, give us a little bit about, you know, what you want our listeners to know about you and, and where they can find you. Uh, sure. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm definitely in this conversation and have, um, yeah, this is <laughs> it's very interesting listening to y'all today and I'm glad to be here. But uh, just quickly, I am uh, I'm a community organizer, as you said, I'm the tenant president of a building with close to 3000 people. And um, this year, I've decided to run for city council. So I'm basically um, from around 57th Street uh, all the way through Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, the West Village, just to the top of Tribeca. It's a really oh, big wow. district. Nice. Congratulations. I, I think that. Congratulations or condolences. Um, but <laughs> 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 right. It depends on. Right. Of the outcome, it's been an, an incredible education just running. So yeah. yeah it's, Okay, well, welcome. Would you, would you uh, would you come back and be a guest host in subsequent discussions, if you have the time? Yeah, absolutely. You guys are super uh, interesting. I like listening to y'all talk. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if we're still talking about these love languages because I've been thinking about my own and how interesting um we talk about you know having relationships with people who whose languages of love may not match mm -hmm. and uh, i think that that's an interesting issue and how do you deal with that and how do you balance each other i also just sounds um, like we might need to have a part two and, and get you right. in the panel uh, Meredith just said about having more in common with her um white hispanic husband i'm, I'm a, a child of you know mixed race my mother's italian my father's black he's creole from louisiana but he and people gave him you know i have had seen people ask him why did you marry a white woman why didn't you marry mm -hmm. a black woman and he said you know when i came up north i found more in common with this white italian woman who was raised catholic and whose traditions and her families were more similar to my own than 
other black women who may have been raised in different um, cultural, you know, I'm families. I'm here. I mean, multiple topics a coming up. Different, a different topic. No, it's great. Thank you for that because that's something that we can definitely and don't. That's something we can definitely get to. Absolutely. Um, I thank you for bringing that into the conversation because, yeah, I think that is, uh, we're talking over the type, there is no topic that is uh, off limits. And I think that's a very important one, uh, how, you know, multicultural, multi-race um, relationships should be looked at uh, and, and all the stigma and merits that come along with that from being married to having kids and how you raise them uh, to have enough cultural pride in both sides, right? Or and how to deal with the conflicting messages that they may get from the world at large. Um, so definitely, definitely thank you for that. We will definitely uh, put that on the docket as well as uh, I think we should have a second part, two part to love languages. What you think, Trish? I think we definitely should. Okay, let me see if I can find a fan. I still don't have a fan yet. Let me, let, me get, <laughs> let me see if I can I find somebody. There might have been two for you. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You got the love corner. I'll I, I hold on to this. Um, Andrew, mm-hmm. how are you? Andrew, welcome. So a little bit of, uh, Andrew, let, let us know you are in the performing arts industry, right? You? Well, actually, I'm just starting out. So I'm actually in the higher education field, but I just ventured out and I did a project for Tender. So that's that's kind of like the start of like beginning everything. So I'm in route of becoming a comedian. So that's my ultimate oh, goal. Nice. Yes. So have you done absolutely. any stand up yet? Can people find you? Is there a recording of you? Or- <laughs> so the funny thing is, I did one open mic night um, in 2019 in February. Um, mm-hmm. But when I finally decided that stand up was something that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. COVID 19 showed itself and um so if anything i think what i've been doing is just trying to figure out like what route to take um Mm -hmm. because i know a lot of people are using tiktok and instagram and reels and and things like that to like kind of spike up their 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 careers but but for me i'm just i i like i like being at like a bar or a club and being able to do that. So I'm really excited for when the world really does open back up. Um, so you like I live to Chicago last year. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So okay. during this time, I'm going to end up taking classes at Second City just to kind of help me out a bit. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. Did you, uh, did you enjoy the conversation? Would you like to, would you uh, come back and be a guest? Absolutely. 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 So while everyone was talking, I was going through like pictures of uh, like just pick random pictures in my phone and I found this um this meme because I screenshot a lot of memes because I really like to laugh I like to make my my friends laugh and the, the meme said not understanding your partner's love language will really have you out here buying expensive gifts for someone who really just wants the dishes clean for real Trish. So, Trish. <laughs> so, so it's funny Amen. That, Trish, yeah. you're not gonna be on the second part. I'm I'm gonna I gotta I gotta Trish, you can't come back on part two. Listen, stop you stop being jealous, okay? <laughs> Fans love me, okay. <laughs> that thank you for that, Andre. That that was that was that was awesome. That yeah, pretty I, much sums it up so and that's many. Yes, I, I love, I, so I incorporate love languages in my life, not only in my romantic life, but actually with like my friends. So my best okay. friend and I, in, in my friendships and all, like, I think that 
in my friendships, my love language looks a little bit different than if I was in an intimate relationship with someone else. But I do believe that love languages are fluid and they also change depending on partner because you change yourself. You're constantly evolving. You're constantly changing into, you know, a new, not a new person, but, you know, a different version of your, a different version of yourself every day. So I truly believe that love languages are fluid. Um, And I loved everything that everybody said. I relate to a lot of those things. Um, I've had relationships fail because love languages weren't acknowledged or not. Yeah, you know, not done. Yeah. So, so for me, I I really do try to, you know, figure out my friends' love languages and just try to make them feel special because I mean, friendships are just as important as partnerships. Um, and just as you want to give that to someone, you would like to receive it back. So I also refer to people as gardens. So making okay. sure that you're nourishing people right. because you you want them to grow into the best people that they can be the or best the best plants. Absolutely. All right. Well, so thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, 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 what I've taken away from today's conversation is save my money and just give a hug and do the dishes. <laughs> it could be so simple. Fold my laundry. I, I, Fold I, my laundry. Yeah, that's all I got to do. So simple. All right. So we got another audience member who I would like to bring in, Miss Inga Lee. Welcome and thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Good. So let our listeners know um, where they can find you. What what you're into. Um, and I, I hear that you actually have a podcast as well, right? Yeah. So I created my podcast, um, two years ago, but I launched it last year. Okay. And I created my own website and everything. Um, the name of it is being Inga. I'm just being me. Um, I'm on anchor and, uh-huh. uh, my website is, um, being Inga with two A's.com. Okay. B-E-I-N-G-A-A.com. Okay, and what's your podcast centered around? Um, it's just centered around according to how I feel and how um, I know that there are some people who don't really speak about certain things out loud. So I bring up certain topics where I go really deep inside and try to find okay. out why. So I talk about a lot of things. Okay, so more kind of like a self-revelation journey that the listeners can go on with you? Yes. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Would you, uh, would you like to come back and be a guest if we, we wanted you in? I know you should, you better say yes. You got a podcast (laughs) of your own. You got a podcast of your own, Inga. Okay. You, you don't have to commit now, but we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep sending you the invites and you're more than welcome to join at any time on any topic. Thank you. Thank you for being, um, and really briefly, I want to let our listeners know, uh, cause I know Alita, uh, she says she's, you know, running for city council. If anybody was interested, they could find her at Alita, that is A-L-E-T-A, Lafarge, L-A-F-A-R-G-U-E.com. Um, Hassan, Brother Hassan, I know you're hovering around here somewhere. I want to see if you could take us out. And, and again, thank you. Uh, if there's anything you wanted to add um, and, and let our listeners know or anything that you want uh, to share about the guests that you've been so graciously kind to to bring on and help expand this talk it over family um yeah floor is yours brother indeed indeed uh thank you thank you ladies uh thank you murder thank you alita for for coming on it's like your presence is really appreciated and um you know in terms of me and love languages you know i don't have a clue i'm I, i've been such a failure at love you know what i mean so my first priority is loving myself 
Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen about the five love languages, uh, I would, I took a little test. And according to the little test that I took, uh, quality time is, is, is most important to me, right? Um, and that's now. Now, I've, I've been other other people, you know, where, well, another time where gifts was important. And then when I was, you know, a younger man, it's like uh, the physical part, you know, sex was real high on the list. So if there was a graph from before, that would, would have been 80, 20, you know, the 20% would be divided among the other four. But now it's like, it's quality time, you know, it's just like a, um, a quality over quantity, you know, so, so that's simply, you know, where I'm at right now. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Trish, the quiz that Hassan alluded to, is that something that anybody can take? Anybody can take it. So online to five lovelanguages.com. That's the number five lovelanguages.com. And it'll pop right up and you can learn your love languages. They have them for kids, for singles, for couples, for teens. So yeah, take it. It's good. It'll get it about who you are. Okay. I'm going to take all of them, even though I only fit one of those categories. I just want to see how consistent they are. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to Trish and you as well. Thank you to the audience guests. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This was wonderful. I hope to see all of you again uh, in the future at subsequent topics. And in the words of KI, thank you, Anna Banana. Thank you, KI. Thank you, Bumpy Sound Engineer. Thank you, all guys. This couldn't be possible without you. Uh, And in the words of KI, slow motion, we're out. Hey, this is Andre, uh, the hopeless romantic guru, and you are listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. You've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.